Feminism has created a, a, a world where nobody can be happy. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle. And you know who that is. That's the internationally uh, well-known international uh, film and international television star, international celebrity, Fonzo Rachel. And, uh, I thought you were going to say here... Nick Cersei. <laughs> For those of you not up on uh, on, on uh, the inside scoop with uh, Nick Cersei, who's an actor who's in uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks and and is just a good friend of ours. Uh, he, he's He's got a tremendous sense of humor and he always refers to himself as... Hi, who are you? I'm international film and television star Nick Searcy. <laughs> He's a great guy. Zo, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. Um, I think feminism is dead. Mm. And I got and I got the receipts. Okay. Okay. When I say <laughs> when I say dead, I really probably should say as good as dead. Gut shot and limping out into the into the bushes. Yeah, because I've I've always thought it was a it's for the Walking Dead as it is. But it I mean, kind, if we yeah, kind of yeah. is. So let's just set the stage here because I want to be clear on this, and 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 it is an important story, and I'm and it's I'm seeing it everywhere. So I don't know about this first, second stage, third stage feminism. I don't know. I know there was the the, the suffragette stage of feminism to get the vote right, and then I went through a, a, another feminist stage when I was in the, the late sixties, early seventies. And this is when women were burning their bras, and this is when Maud was on TV, and this is the first time they had, you know, hooray, we can get abortions. That was on an episode of Maud and that kind of thing. So I lived through most of this modern stuff. But when I'm so when I'm talking about feminism, needless to say, I'm not talking about um, you know women being able to do whatever they want to. I'm talking about this corrosive. Um, I'm just talking about this whole corrosive mini attitude that's been out there for you know. 10, 15, 20 years now. And here's the reason I'm I'm quite convinced it's it's pretty much on its last legs. I um I mentioned this on the Stratosphere Lounge. Uh one of the things that I guess is kind of unique to me, at least I don't know anybody else who's doing it, is I have like a really wide sensor net, you know? Obviously, I, I study a lot of political issues and I got that whole kind of political thing going. And I got a pretty good background in in science and and I I keep my eye on the pop culture with movies and I watch a lot, a lot of uh, user-generated YouTube that really doesn't have to do much with anything except for just trying to get the temperature of, you know, what's going on out there. So I've been seeing the beginning of a, of a bell curve and it starts small and then it gets big real fast. And what I'm seeing among two different age groups is large numbers of women and increasing by the day who are absolutely miserable. They're sitting home crying. They're all alone. They don't know why they're all alone. They're, they're struggling for answers for why they're all alone. And I'd love to tell you that, that they got the message but they didn't. All they know is that everything that they were told is just not working out for them. So I kind of want to talk about this on, on two different levels. So I'll start with one, then we'll get your take on that, then I'll, then I'll go to the other. So for somewhat older women, women in their um, mid to late 30s, let's say early 40s, something like that, I discovered a guy, uh, have you ever heard of um, of uh, uh, Kevin, um, gosh, Kevin Samuels? I think so. You know who he is? Okay, so Kevin Samuels is this, he's an image consultant. He's just incredibly erudite, 
perfectly groomed, you know, tie is perfect, suit is perfect, set is perfect, everything. And he basically had a job as, a, as an image consultant and would help people with, you know, interpersonal problems and so on. He started his own uh, kind of podcast and, and internet show during the pandemic. And then all of a sudden he just became a superstar because essentially what he's doing was women would call the show and say, why am I alone? And basically what he would say is, you're alone because you have expectations of marrying a $450,000 a year man with the, you know, with the, the three sixes, six figures, six pack and six feet tall. Right. And, and this is what you've determined that you want and you're, and you believe that you, that you're worth it. Then he just breaks it down, but says, you know, ma'am, you're, you're, you're 37 years old. You have two kids. Uh, you're, you're five, five, you weigh 180 pounds. You weigh more than the man you want, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just and it's just not going to happen. And he, and it's not so much that he's doing it to destroy them, right. although he is certainly destroying them. He's doing it to disabuse them of this illusion that everybody can have everything that they want. Because the reason that these that these somewhat older women are alone is because they've been told that they can be, you know, uh, you know, boss bitch and have their own companies and 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 order people around and be and be stunning and brave and independent and all bold and all the rest of it. And what what we're finding, at least on the on the other, uh, at least on this upper level, older level, is that women have been sold this belief that what they need to come into a a, a marriage relationship with is money and success. You know, well, I own a business and I make one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year, and I've got a great apartment and a nice car, and I take care of myself, and I don't need a man for anything, and blah blah blah. But I want to, you know, I want to get out there and date. And and what he and many others are saying is, we don't care. None of that is interesting to us. We don't care about how much money you make. That's our job, number one. And number two, we're not going to spend your money and you're not going to spend it on us. So it, it, we don't care. What we're interested in are people who are easy to get along with. We're interested in people who are not so combative. And, and the one thing that Kevin brings up again and again and again and again in these interviews, brought up, I should say, is that there, he keeps saying, you're coming at me with this male energy, you know? You're just coming <laughs> at me with this aggressiveness and, and, you're, and you're telling me about all of your achievements and you're talking about a partner like it's a business partner. He said, have, have, you, have you ever, were you, were you raised to be a wife? And they look at him like, what do you mean? Just, were, were, did, your, did your mother raise you to be a wife? And he said, no. Raised me to be strong, independent, stunning, and brave. Said, well, now you know why you're alone. Uh, I say said because this guy is, uh, I'm just a huge fan. I just discovered him recently. He's got a lot of videos out there. He's he's just incredibly peak condition in perfect shape. And then I find out as I'm watching his videos, every now and then in the comments, I'll see, I'll see RIP, rest in peace, uh, uh, Kevin Samuels. And I saw it two or three times and I, I finally searched. He's 52, 53, 54 years old. And he just keeled over and died from a, a heart attack because of high blood pressure. So maybe they got to him uh, in that sense. But my point here is, and we'll get to the younger women in a minute, there's no amount of conservative commentary or magazine articles or heritage studies, and there's not even any degree of movies or TV that will change the minds of people who've been indoctrinated their entire lives. The only thing that seems to be getting through to these women, and let's not forget that single women is by far, by far, the single greatest voting block that the that the Democrats have to perpetuate this misery. The thing that seems to be getting through to them is I am exceedingly unhappy. I come home to an empty apartment. I'm 36, 37, 38. And 
And this is not what I had in mind. And that contact with the reality on these older women, and again, when I say older, I mean relatively older, right, seems to be reaching a point of criticality now where every single day I check, there are more and more and more women asking, what's what's going on? Why am I not why am I not happy? Why do you think they're not happy? Oh man, well, just like you said, they're disillusioned, but it's not only just a disillusion of uh, you know, where this feminist idea has failed them and it's not working out. They've been made to believe that the bottom line is they've been made to believe that they don't need God is really what it comes down to. That the, There's a reason why the Lord's name, one of his names is Al Shaddai. And Al Shaddai means the sufficient one. And they fail to see the Lord and have been convinced that he's not sufficient for them. It's okay, man, that that women, I mean, we're wired this way, man. That's just the way it is in nature that, you know, we, we you know, as, as men, we want, it's kind of like in our instinct to have the right to mate, you know? And mm-hmm. women, they're looking for the animal that has like the best breeding status. potential. Yep. Exactly, right? So that's okay if a, if a woman is looking for a man who's accomplished, you know, he makes money. The women are looking for security. Uh, they shouldn't be looking for security in money, but they should be looking in for security in a man who, one, is secure with himself as a man, as a creation made to represent God, because that's what it means when God created us in his image. It really breaks down to mean God made us to represent him in nature. So that's what the, you need. You, you have to have a man who's secure with that. And women, not only it's not just women's fault. Men have dropped the ball on this. They have failed to recognize their purpose as their creation of God to represent him in nature. So but the Lord tells us, hey, I want you to be fruitful and I want you to multiply. Being fruitful and multiply doesn't mean go have a bunch of kids. Being fruitful means, look, man, I need you to produce. I need you to do something with the resources that I give you. I need oh, you. That's I, interesting. I hadn't really thought about that before. That's what it means. And then when you're able to, when you show that you are, you know, sustaining and you have, you know, uh, that positive you, cash flow. Yeah, basically. exactly. Then you multiply. Right. That's why it said it doesn't say multiply and then be fruitful. It says be fruitful and then multiply. So women need to know this about, well, you know what? Men ain't doing that. Like you mentioned just a minute ago, man, you said that men don't care, care about, um, they don't care about how much money women are making. That may be true, but not when it comes. To, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with my musician friends with this. And I'm saying this as a musician, not when it comes to musicians. As the joke says, man, um, what do you call what do you call a musician without a girlfriend? Homeless. <laughs> so, you know, it's like musicians do care about having a girlfriend that's got some money. Uh, but you're right, though, Bill. It's like those things in terms of actually when it comes to being a man, there's a difference between being a male and being a man, and a man yeah. is not so much interested in, in a woman being boastful about her accomplishments and all that sort of stuff. However, a man at the same time doesn't want a, you mentioned complication, this is exactly right. A man doesn't want a woman who's going to be a liability to him. A woman, a man doesn't want a woman who's going to be complicated with these women thinking that they, Combative. You know, got, right, combative and complicated. It's like, look, the world's already complicated. What do I That's need it. a complicated woman for? I want a woman who can deal with complications. Me yep. and you going to be a team and we're going to take on the world, what the world tries to throw at us. Let's deal with those complications, but we shouldn't be one to each other. Right. So let's let's just keep this focus on the women because basically just, just so I'm not saying it's not a problem with men, but basically both in the older women and the and the younger set of women, 
they're talking about what the term generally is high value man, right? So we're talking about a guy who's got his act together. He 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 doesn't get to just get on the the yacht at age eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to spend twenty five thirty years building a business so he can buy the yacht, so then the the the, the girls can get on the yacht, and and basically what what he is saying is again and again and again is he's dealing with this he's 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 confronting this ongoing delusion and what the delusion among this older uh, class of women is is that they've convinced themselves that they are not only deserving of a high value man but they're going to be able to attract one now look i'm not talking about morally or spiritually obviously we're dealing with with statistics and economic uh, values here. But basically, he'll sit down and break it down with them and say, well, so what are you looking for? Well, I want this, 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 and this. So you're talking about a guy making what, how much, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 a year, right? They'll say, what percentage of men do you think in the country makes more than 400000 a year? Some women will say 15%. One said 30. I heard one said, I don't know, 50% maybe. It's 1%. And and what he's doing is he's basically saying your entire life now is just nothing but a series of wishes <laughs> that this miracle is going to happen because you've told if you you've been told your whole life if you want something bad enough it's going to come to you and the and the one thing i think where he's most effective is he'll say well you know well you know most of these women have uh children from previous marriage or previous relationships they say tell me about your 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 husband you know well you know i left him he said yeah i i kind of know that 80 percent of the divorces in america are instigated by women. And when you're dealing with college age women, it's 91% of the divorces. And so what you're finding is this whole pattern of of this older cohort of women who basically have been told that they can have everything that they want if they just want it bad enough. They end up finding a good man who's more or less average, right? But he's he's a good man, loving father, provides, but they've got it in their head while they're still in their early 20s. You know, I can do better than this. So they leave the guy take half his stuff and the kid, and then they go off on this on this uh, holy grail pursuit for this for this triple six guy, right? Six figure, six foot, six pack, this guy. <laughs> and they believe that they can land him because they, be- they, they are so deluded about their value. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. This is why I believe it's the end of feminism, at least this, this current mutation of it. Again and again and again, he will dissect what a woman says she wants. For example, I saw one just a couple of days ago. This woman says, well, I run my own business and you know, I make, I make six figures and so I'm independent, stunning and brave. And he says, okay, so what? do you want to get married? Yes. Do you want to have kids? Yes. She's already got kids, but do you want to have more kids? Yes. He says, okay, so how much time do you want to spend running your business when you have kids? How much of the total income of the family do you want to bring in? Well, I don't know. I don't want to work at all once I get married and have kids, or maybe 10% or 20%, right? So so what are you bringing to the table? When I ask you what you bring to the table, you tell me that you've got an income and that you've got a nice apartment and a nice house. None of that matters. It doesn't matter. Why are you coming? Why are you coming at not only at me, because these women, half of them call to, to prove how wrong he is about the fact that these women are actually pretty average. Why are you coming with this? with this male energy? Why are you coming with this aggressiveness? Why are you coming with your qualifications to be a wife to a guy who can have his pick up anybody? Why are you telling me he's going to pick you when when you're, you're, you're 37? He can't have a legacy of children with you. Many of these women don't want kids. 
you, you've got children which comes with baggage, which means that this guy who's worked 25, 30 years to get to a position where he can actually be able to do something, now you expect him to give up his own genetic legacy, come over and marry you, and then make your life into a wonderland because of your incredible uniqueness? He says, no, it's just, it's it's not going to happen. And 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 again and again, he just lays down these statistics. And of, of the thing of it, though, for both this and the young, younger women I'll talk about in just a second, the thing that is, the reason I watch so much of it is not because I need to learn something new. I learned a lot from him, but I learned a lot from him in the first two, three episodes. The reason I watch it now is because I like watching, I don't like, it, it's entertaining to watch these women spend 40 minutes arguing with this guy about why their delusion could come true, right? Mm. Just as a quick little example, the guy said, oh, well, you know, he gave these numbers. You know, 1% of the men uh, 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 of the American male population makes over three, $400,000 a year. And this one woman who's maybe a six, buff up to a six, said, well, you know, that's where do you get your information? He says, well, I get my information from the Department of Labor. You know, I get them from the CDC. I get them from the census. Well, a lot of guys don't fill out the census, she says, you know, just like clutching onto this rock in the middle of this raging river that's about to blow her away. And I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, what percentage is that? Secondly, lady, the only people that don't answer the census are are, are the very low income people have nine people living in a, in a, in a four person house. Right. So. So the denial is so deep. And, and when, he, when he and others lay out the reality of the situation that they have found themselves in, they will not accept it, except you can tell, you can tell that it's getting through. It's just that another quality of this modern feminism seems to be modern women can never admit they're wrong under any circumstances whatsoever. They simply cannot say, you know, I never thought about that. Maybe you're right about that. Trying to be trying to be like males, a lot of males. Can't be. It's yeah, like, why don't right. stop trying to be like a lot of males? Not men, right? Not men, males. All right. So there, there, there's a difference. Um, okay, so now you mentioned statistics. And if I may, you know, when we talk about, you know, if we try to separate whether it's the morality or the, the spirituality from the statistics, well, just like we say, you know, when, when we're doing, you know, when we kick off the virtue signal, we're talking about the things underneath, like the politics, the, the morality, right. the, the philosophies. So even these statistics, they have to be driven by something. There's something that that affects these statistics. And that's where that's that's beyond a political thing. It's beyond a cultural thing. It comes down to a spiritual thing. If the spirituality of this is going to drive the statistics of it. When this guy is talking about, you know, these women that he's that he's talking to. And uh, and he can already tell us like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I already know that you've been married before. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that you probably walked out on your marriage and for whichever and for your reasons that that's that's your prerogative and that's your business. However, Jesus didn't already had this dialogue with people. He was talking to the woman at the well and he's like and she, he's like, where, where your husband at? And he's like, she he already knew that she'd been married like five times. And yep. the person that she was with now is like, well, I'm not married to him. It's like, well, you know, you kind of seem to be repeating a pattern here. <laughs> it's like I, and, yeah, and she, and something like that. Third man was the one who really loved you, you know, and, and you right. walked out on him. Yeah. Yes. You know, so, uh, you know, the thing is, is feminism is feminism reaching a point where it's going to die? Not to be contentious here or disagree or, or be uh, pessimistic or anything like this. No, it's not. It's going to come. It's feminism has been going on for thousands of years. It's, it's, it's old. Goddess worship is around for a long time. The hold and power women's thing has been around for a long flipping time. We just cycling back through it again. It dies out. It comes back. Why does it come back? Because and women are going to find this out. 
women are gonna they're, they're gonna think that okay we're gonna give up feminism and 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 I guess we're gonna see men like this who seem to have the answers. No, they don't. They don't have the answers. The answer is in the Word of God Himself. When a man refuses to be the priest of his household and show them where real manhood comes from, manhood comes from the Lord Himself. And if you don't teach women that, she is gonna end up feeling empty and incomplete. Yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get too far off on the track on this one because the issue is not that men that the issue in neither of these cases is that there aren't any good men out there. Mm-hmm. It's that they don't know how to ha- they don't know how to find them and they don't know why they're not getting them. So this is why the whole issue. Th- so the whole issue of, of 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 men and stepping up to the plate and stuff it's a whole different issue. But but when you say when you when you talk about the lack of morality, lack of religion, basically. Again, one of the questions he asks most of these women is, were you ever raised to be a wife? And and what he's saying is, mm. is that men, the kind of men you're looking for, the kind of men that, that these high value men that'll be a step up for you that you left your old husband for, whatever. These guys have endless choices. They can do anything they want to. 22 year olds, no problem, right? Mm. He says what men are looking for are fit, feminine, friendly, submissive, and cooperative. And none of them are bringing these qualities and so I don't I don't want to get too sidetracked about what the men aren't doing just for this one anyway because the reason I think that feminism is is coming to an end is mm. is that the women who have who have been taught for three generations now to do everything that is antithetical to their biology, right? I mean according to the Democratic Party the only qualification that you have as a woman is if you're willing to publicly endorse uh abortion. That's it. If you don't believe in abortion you're not a woman, according to the Democrats. And this is antithetical to the whole biological system. And the reason I think that this feminism thing is coming to an end is because the only thing that seems to be able to inflict enough pain on somebody with a delusion, the only thing strong enough to beat the stupid out of them Mm. is the fact that they've been told all this, they believe it, and yet they come home to these empty apartments and there's no talking your way out of that. Sure, man. And, and, and the thing is, and I, I know that you're trying to stay away from it. For free, it's like it doesn't register that way. There's, there's a cause and effect to this of why women are feeling empty in the way that they do. Like, say, for instance, you know, when he's saying that, uh, you know, these women weren't raised to be wives, there's a reason why the Lord says, do not provoke your children to wrath. Raise them up in the instruction of the Lord. And the Lord lays out the outline of what it is to be the, the kind of wife. The, the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Now, unfortunately, men haven't stepped to the, up to the plate to defend the word when these feminists come in and they pick out things in the Bible that, that make the Bible look like it's chauvinistic and it doesn't care and that women are just supposed to be submissive to men and all this sort of stuff. Jesus never said that. The word tells us that a man is supposed to, one, is supposed to be a mutual submission. A man is supposed to lay down his life for a woman the way that Christ laid down his life for the church. And a woman is supposed to be submissive to her own husband, not submissive to men, submissive to her own husband. It's a mutual submission. But see, they aren't, they aren't being taught that. And they learn to have these prejudices against the Bible, you know, that, that makes it look like, you know, God is just anti-woman and, and has women put to death for, for no reason. Like, like if she loses her virginity, she's supposed to be put to death. And, and the Bible says nothing of the sort. But they get these things from nowhere, and and they don't want to find a good man. One, the Lord says there ain't any. All right, we're not we're not good people. We're just not. Now we could have some decent people out there who do some decent things, but we're inherently wicked people, you know. So, but they're looking for something that, 
you know, on our own ideas of virtue, our own ideas of merit that they think that they can find. And they're looking. I like that Cheech and Chong jo- uh, joke, man. What is it? What does it say? Uh, she says, uh, you know why cowboys have a uh, crap in their mustaches? Looking for love in all the wrong places. And I'm glad that women don't have mustaches, but you know, they look at, they're getting crapped on their face, man, because they're looking for love in all the wrong places. And if you want to start finding what the blueprint of it is, start reading the word and forget these prejudices that people have imposed, especially coming from feminism, especially coming from feminism that have, that have made this prejudice against the word of God. Go in there and you will find your blueprint for a decent man. Okay, so basically we're talking about the same thing. The the feminist movement, at least after full achievement of equal rights and legal rights and all the rest of it, no 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 rational person is against that. But this this fourth or fifth generation feminism, the you know men women need men like like fish needs a bicycle, you know all that whole <laughs> that whole attitude right is is toxic and and is hitting women in the face because. It's not rooted on the traditional morality that's built into Western civilization, which is based on Christian Bible, right? Mm. They are they they specifically rebelled against the idea of the of, the reason that they're that they're uh, radicals and left wingers and not conservatives is because they've been taught that conservative values are oppressive when conservative values make people happy. That's that because conservative values are conservative because they work and they've worked for thousands of years. Let me shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about a somewhat different problem that younger women are having, women in their early 20s. Um, the degree of promiscuity among young women out there now would simply blow the minds of most of the people who are watching the show. You really honestly would have a hard time believing it. I have a hard time believing it. There's a term that they use, which is kind of a clever term, and it's called a body count. And, the, and your, what's your body count? That's how many people have you slept with? And you're seeing now because of things like Tinder and all the rest of it, these swipe right, swipe left things, you're finding women who are 23, 23 years old who slept with 50 guys, 60 guys. And they're proud of it. And 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 they and they talk about these weekends they're gonna go off and they're just they're just gonna go out and just get run through is the term, another term that's being used, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So this is the lifestyle that they're leading because hookup culture, because of these apps, right, is instantaneous and easy. That's not the problem. They're really having a great time out there and they think this is stunning and brave as well. But what they're finding is while they're working their way through 50 guys a year or whatever the case may be. They find one that they like, and then they find out that once they like this guy, he just disappears, right? They're 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 burning through guys at an at an inbel- unbelievable rate, and then they find a guy who they really like, and they're mystified why this guy who also swiped right. They just immediately just went over. These women, these young women are saying, nobody asks us out on dates anymore, right? All they want is to just come over to the house, Netflix and chill, right? It's just, and, and apparently they go along with it. And so they're lamenting, why don't guys talk to us anymore? Why don't guys ask us out on dates anymore? Why don't, why don't they do this? And, and, and the answer is because they don't have to, right? They don't have to. I just I just swipe right. You answer. We DM each other a couple of texts back and forth. I'm at your place. Happy days. Have a good night. We'll see you. And they're gone. And they can't understand it. That's the part that's so remarkable is they cannot understand why this is happening. Why do you think it's happening? Man, it, it, that's part of it. And men aren't asking women out on dates anymore because that can get you in trouble. 
It's taking yes. a, it's taking the sexual harassment now. You know. Yes. So why why do guys want to deal with uh you know a woman who's gonna you know try to shoot him down if he wants to make an approach and be friendly about her whichever and shoot her down? Guy holds the door open for a woman and he gets a dirty look for doing it. All that sort of stuff. So that's that's part of it too. And and women have been made to believe. I mean, you 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 know, ladies, you. You want to know a good way to keep a man from messing with you? Smile at him, right? A lot of it, it's vindictiveness on both parts. One of the reasons why women do are doing the stuff that they're doing is because they're feeling vindictive and they don't feel like it's fair that men can enjoy certain things, you know. And you know, and men can be vindictive in that uh, if you don't smile at him, then he's really going to mess with you, right? It's like, oh, she's stuck up and she's this and that, and he's going to start the count calls and stuff like that. You want to shut him up? Walk by. Smile, wave, acknowledge, and then keep on going. Chances are he's going to leave you alone. It's like, man, that was nice, man. She just, you know, sometimes you might want to get the guy who may want to follow you and say, hey, can I get your phone number? But usually if it's if you if you diss him and, and he, he'll take it as a challenge and then he's really going to want to make you want to talk to him. It's not so, working like that anymore. Yeah, uh, it's, it's th- these these young women are being interviewed on the street and, and they'll they'll just have. Just as a test, they'll have somebody walk up and hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? What's up? Nothing. How you doing? Oh, good. Hey, you look cute. You know, can I get your number? Yeah. Boom. Right. And and they don't they don't understand why these guys are not committing to dating them. And now you're seeing on the on this younger level, you're seeing a lot of counter of traditionalists, young women and young men who are arguing the, the the kind of the traditional position. And essentially, you just mentioned a second ago with like, you know, it's kind of risky. What what the younger people are saying is, why would men do this? What's in it for them, right? If this guy decides he's going to, you know, if, if the guy you got to have so badly, if he really wants you, what what is his what's the risk reward situation for him look at it from his point of view they're saying if he marries you and you've already slept with 60 guys you you've already shown him how much loyalty and how much integrity you have so if he marries you and 3 months later you get into an argument she decides just to split she's splitting with half your stuff right she's going with half your stuff and there's no sense of uh, forget chastity or or any of that there's just no indication of loyalty, stability, or so on. And on the women's part, when they talk about this, women are coming to the younger women now are coming to the to the realization that the more sex they have, the less they care about about the people involved. And and since they care less, they're not willing to ride out the tough times that happen in a, in, a, in a marriage. And they've also completely painted themselves into a corner now where they don't know what to do. These these young women cannot understand why. After all of these guys are chasing after him all the time, and by the way, you're talking about talking about dates. Why don't you ask me out on dates? It's becoming very obvious now. This was going on forever, but but it's it's epidemic now. Where these women, because of these apps, some, if if somebody does ask them out on a date, they'll go out on a date knowing full well they're not attracted to this person. They're just going for the free food, right? And after men get burned enough about this, the attitude I'm seeing about younger men now is actually interesting. I thought they would be completely psychologically crushed. And up until about two, three years ago, or even a year ago, that's what I was really reading, that these guys are just completely beaten down and stuff. But in the last year, and especially in the last six months, exponentially growing is this movement called MGTOW, men going their own way. Guys are just basically saying, okay, you want to, you, you want 
you know, you think femininity and equal rights and feminism and progressivism is all about being able to sleep with as many guys as you want to. That's fantastic. We're down. So here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to ask you out on a date. I'm sure not going to make you a steady girlfriend or, or, or marry you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hang out with my, with my buddies, hang out with the bros. We're going to play video games and watch football, right? We're going to have fun. And then later at the night, I'm just going to swipe right on the, on the app and I'll go out and grab a chick for the night and problem solved. And, and then go back and, and hang out with the guys because the guys are not trying to constantly, constantly, constantly berate them, lecture them, degrade them, you know, humiliate them, men this whole kind of thing. You know, it's like they're just walking away from it. And even these younger women now are beginning to have that look on their, on their face like, yeah, well, they, they get on these panel shows with young men and these young men are saying, why would I possibly, what, what makes you think I would do that? Well, because, oh, and by the way, Zoe, I don't want to overload you here. By the way, you'll see a panel of these seven or eight women, and they will, add, these are the younger women. They'll say, why don't you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? 10, 10, 10, 9, 10, 10, 10, right? These, these, are, these are women who are, you know, five foot four and 180 pounds, and, and, and they, they believe it, or at least they certainly are trying to believe it. And so even on this younger level, what I'm seeing now all across the board is reality is, is hitting them in the face. And when somebody tells them that, you're not a 10, you're not a seven, you're a buff up six. And they can't believe it. They just can't believe it because they've been told their whole lives, you're the most beautiful, interesting, incredible, intelligent person in the world, when in fact, they're none of those things. So these women are all, these young women are all convinced that they're 10, 10 out of 10. Nobody better looking in the world than them. And these guys are looking at them and saying, you're out of your mind. And this dim little light is going on in their eyes. Like, what do you mean I'm not a 10? What, the reason I think that feminism is dead is because it is predicated on this delusion that has been sold to women for three generations now. <coughs> Excuse me. You're stunning and brave. You, you, you're a, a boss bitch. You can go out and have a $400,000 a year income. And then you're going to land a guy who's got the sixes. And then you're going you're gonna to live in this dream world. And you're going to travel around on yachts. And they all believe it. And they all think that they are that kind of supermodel level of, of attractiveness that is what gets a 22-year-old girl on a, a yacht in the Mediterranean, right? And, and it's, it's dawning on them, not because of the power of the argument, it's dawning on them because they're miserable. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the thing is, it doesn't take much convincing for people to identify as certain things. Yeah, these women are identifying as a 10. It doesn't take for these women, some of them to identify as a man. So I, I, the identity thing, it doesn't take much prompting for that. Uh, you know, the ball has been dropped somewhere, uh, definitely. But, you know, I'm looking at these, these women, you know, and, you know, they're being as promiscuous as they are. And, you know, and, and what's driving this whole thing? The whole thing that, that's driving it, Bill, is pride. That's pride right. It's is, all ego. It's yes. It's all pride and ego. And, and pride is a funny thing, man. Pride is that thing that you'll sacrifice your dignity for. You know, it's, it's, it's really strange how that works like that. And in as far as this MGTOW movement goes, I, I, I mean, I, I can't give credit to that, man. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it because basically... What it is, is that it's a movement of men who have given in to being checked out. And that's a big problem that the women are having in the first place. They're dealing with men who are constantly checked out. And now these men are going to make it like it's some sort of virtue. That's one of the reasons why these women are the way, the way that they are. They've been I don't raised... think they're making it into a virtue. They're just simply saying you are so unpleasant to be with. Mm. 
your 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 attitude is so toxic mm-hmm. and your behavior is so disgusting that we just don't want anything to do with you. I but agree I'm gonna, that it's but not I'm something use you, you I'll take an interest in you sexually. I'll have sex with you and be another part of the people who are going to use you, basically emboldening and enabling to to do this toxic thing, which is going to create what's going to create more problems rather than just saying, you know what. Uh, I'm not going to have anything to do with you altogether. And and once again, that's still it's still a factor being checked out, but it's still it's still objectifying in a way. And these women, okay, so I'll, I'll rephrase it to say that mm. feminism has created a, a, a world where nobody can be happy because yeah. of the expectations <laughs> that they have drilled into women's heads. Yes, absolutely. And 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 we keep saying, you know, where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? And and I I reject that whole movement altogether. I say it's not the, the lack of fathers that's the problem. It's a lack of husband. You don't have husbands demonstrating what it is to value your wife. And, and, and vice versa, where are the wives who are showing what it is to value their husband? You have these self-serving wives who have these delusions and all that sort of stuff of empowerment and want to be the one who wear the pants and all that sort of stuff. And then you got this messed up dynamic that ends up in a split. We got broken. We got busted up kids now, right? This yes, generation busted up. Why? Because they come from broken homes. It, it's, it's natural, and they're, they're totally insecure. They weren't raised in a home with, with, with security. They didn't right. see the dynamic between the husband and the wife that shows the solidarity. We've been told that, oh, my kids are the most valuable and most important. And nothing means anything to me uh, more than my, than my kids. Well, you've put your kids in a, in a position of being idols that you value more than your own marriage. Your marriage Which is why doing. they never get disciplined. They never get lectured. Exactly. They never get stopped. They never get, they ne- they're never told no. Yeah. And then they enter this real world with these delusions. And it's coming them. to a head, Bill. It's coming to a head. It's like, this it is, is what we're man. seeing. Yeah. yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. And- and I'm seeing this little dim refrigerator light going on again and again and again. And as I said, every time I check, there's like, uh, it's, it's an exponential rise in unhappiness. And I'm not normally a fan of unhappiness. In fact, <laughs> my entire attitude is maximum happiness for the maximum number of people. But the one thing I have learned about people who have been indoctrinated from the beginning with this, with any of these left-wing philosophies is twofold. Number one, everything that they've been taught is contrary to biology, which means it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I've realized is that the only thing powerful enough to knock these people out of the delusion that the left has put them in is the pain that they are experiencing now. I'm seeing seeing on a daily basis, dozens of women just crying into the, into the, uh, you know, into the iPhone because TikTok is basically the diary that allows you to get somebody else say, oh no, you're okay. Everything's great. So you're seeing these women sobbing and say, oh, they're either furious at men or more, more often now they're like, I don't know what to do. You know, I want to just, I want to be, I want to be with a boyfriend. I want to, I want a relationship. I want this. I don't know why. I don't know why this, I don't know why that. So, so the good news is is that this isn't working and and there is nowhere else for these people to go to get out of their misery other than to completely re-examine everything that the left has told them, especially this radical anti-male feminism. They've been told that that women need men like like really yeah women need men like a fish needs a bicycle. And now you got all these bicycleless fish out there wondering why they're so miserable. And the answer is because you believe this lie that the left is telling you. And and this is where reality is smacking them in the face and they can't talk their way out of this. 
That's the main thing. They can't talk their way out of it. They can't stamp their feet out uh, their way out of it. They can't ride around on the floor until somebody buys them a toy their way out of it. It's just the consequences of the choices that you've made. And there's something really encouraging about that to me, that there is, in fact, a wall that they cannot basically talk their way through. We talked about this on, on the one of the last shows we did. It's There is no escape for them other than to change the way they think. Yeah. It's, and now change and what and what's going to be that change, you know, or <clears throat> whatever that dynamic is that changes them or whatever it is that they decide to change to. They might change and go into another direction that's just as unredeeming um, as the direction that they were in. So that's yeah, it, it's it's like out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, maybe this is coming to an end, but that doesn't mean that the next thing that they hop on to isn't going to be just as bad. Well, what it does mean is is that if they decide to abandon this leftist philosophy, I don't know where else they go. I do know this, any place other than the fundamental understanding of the biological roles of men and women, coupled with the morality that that, that, that fact produces, right? This traditional, traditional man-woman nuclear family that they've been taught to despise, there's no other landing pad for them than that that's well, it, going to bring them happiness. If I may, Bill, what, what sure. ends up happening is that what they're going to try to, what they may end up trying to latch on to is something, some, an idea that they make for themselves, which is going to, of course, become their religion. And I'm telling y'all folks, don't look for any sort of religion to help you with that. Don't follow religion. Follow Jesus. Big difference. Well, what I'm seeing, folks, is, uh, is that all across a very wide spectrum of ages, women are coming home to empty apartments. And that is reaching a point where it is so painful for so many women. It's going to increase every day. Like I said, it's like it's like a bell curve that very, very rapidly they will start thinking about anything other than the empty apartment. And that means that at the very least, they have a chance to come back to some semblance of reality and and live a better life. And by the way, if this if the single if the single woman. Uh experience is so toxic and doesn't work and eventually is forced to go away, that's the Democrats' largest voting group. The reason that so many women file for divorce and so many women leave good men is because they know that if they don't find another man, the government's always going to be there to take care of them, right? That's that's what they've been told. Mm -hmm. So you, you voted, made your bed, you're sleeping in it, and you're sleeping in it alone. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us on The Virtue Signal, and we'll see you here next time. 